Welcome to Untold Secrets of Living Overseas with me, your host, Shauna Lowe. This is your go-to podcast for all things related to moving abroad, remote working, and a digital nomad lifestyle. This year alone, I've already helped 3,300 people with their move abroad. I've reached 400,000 souls through my live and virtual events, and we have covered 40 plus countries with my live events with my company, Move Overseas Now. This podcast is for you if you've been trying to plan your move abroad and you just need that extra push and motivation. Join me every week as I interview visionary entrepreneurs, adventurous digital nomads, and accomplished remote workers. Together, we'll unravel their best kept insider tips and tricks for unlocking a successful and happy life overseas. Prepare to discover the hidden secrets of seamless relocation, finding your dream home, landing a remote job, flourishing in a new culture, and so much more. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey filled with inspiration, empowerment, and the key to living life to the fullest, no matter where you are in the world. So anyways, I'm your host, Sean Alum. I'm actually an adventurous soul who left the U.S. to explore the vibrant Spanish culture, actually fell in love with my now husband, who is Spanish, Dan, and I found my passion. I fell in love. I've overcame obstacles. I've created two online businesses. I've became a digital nomad, and I'm here to show you guys how to do that. I want to introduce Camila. She's so she's awesome. She's an expat empowerment coach. So her goal is to really like help people with their relocation and the transitions, um, specifically for expats. And so Camila, can you give us a little intro background about you background about, you know, where you're from, where you went to and your business? Yes, absolutely. So uh, like you mentioned before, I'm, I was born and raised in Vienna, Austria, uh, Central Europe. I come from a multicultural family. So I have Italians and Spanish and Slovenian in my, in my family tree. And um, so I guess, you know, it's kind of in my DNA that I always wanted to move abroad. I just always had this, this passion for different cultures and languages. And uh, so I did at 16 was my first experience abroad a semester overseas and then at 18 I moved abroad for good and ever since then so it's been like 20 plus years uh, I've been an expat a repat in between so I also returned for a few years here and there and um, five years ago now I started my business uh, of like you said expat empowerment coaching and what I do is I help women who live abroad to dream and play bigger so that they can stop second guessing themselves and just really start fully trusting in themselves and in their future abroad. Wow, I love that. And okay, so I want to know how how did you go to how did you get to Bilbao, Spain? Cuz it's so funny, Camila. I used to live in Bilbao. That's what first sparked my interest of okay, I need to move to Europe. Um was Bilbao and the culture and how beautiful it is. What brought you there? For me, it was my husband's job. So I was a self-initiated expat ever since like, uh, until I got married. And when I got married, I started traveling for his international career. And let me tell you, that's a completely different kind of thing. So at first, the first assignment we had, it was really difficult for me because I had given up my job. I felt like I wasn't in control of the situation. I didn't have a say, you know, and I felt really dependent and uh, it really took a toll on my on my confidence 
from my autonomy. And uh, that's actually also where the idea for this business was born. So, um, yeah. Wow. So you were an expat first. So you would, before your husband was in charge of like, he took, you know, you to Bilbao. That was the reasoning. But before it was your um, yeah. uh, invitations that brought you to these other countries. Exactly. And actually our first assignment, it wasn't to Bilbao. We were first in Munich, then in Madrid, back to Vienna, now in Bilbao. So it's it's kind of like every three, four, five years, we make a move. <laughs> That's a lot. It yeah. sounds overwhelming. Now I get and three kids, may I say. I have three boys. They're eight, six, and two. And they're in the in the luggage as well now. <laughs> wow. So how how did you find all these jobs as an expat? Um, in all these different countries, if I could first start with that, like what right. was, was mm -hmm. yeah, so actually the first, uh, you know, the first years abroad, I went to study in the UK, then in Spain, um, and then I applied for an internship, and then I had a job, so yeah, it, it just kind of, it, it kind of happened, but um, yeah, I guess I pretty soon started my own business because it is a hassle to be changing jobs and, you know, going here and there and, uh, having a, a globally mobile business is just something that gives me the sense of continuity and consistency, even though I know I'll be moving again, you know, of course. Well, that's amazing that you started your own business. Um, and so I'm hearing that you went first as a, for a master's degree, um, and then from there, just things started opening up for you and you kind of got to like a boiling point where you're like, I don't want to keep working for these companies. So then you just started something yourself. How yes, or, or better said, I had quit my job to follow my husband abroad. And I was like, what do I do now? Literally what I did is I just strolled up and down supermarket aisles because I was so bored. I didn't know anyone. The people I did know, they were working. I wasn't working. I was pregnant, so I didn't it didn't feel good to uh, to apply for a job knowing that I was just you know uh, pregnant. So I was like, oh my goodness, what do I do with my life? And yeah, that's just the kind of situation that I don't want people to be in because there are so many opportunities and it's getting more and more. So um, so that's really my mission to help women see those and make them theirs, even though they may not have moved out of their own initiative. Right. So I'm hearing you say that you felt like stuck. You felt like, okay, I don't, I, I'm bored in a way. You were like, yeah. I'm walking totally. in these grocery aisles. I'm not working. My husband's working. What am I doing? So how do you, how do you, what do you recommend to people um, to kind of get out of that phase? Because I know there is a honeymoon phase when you get to a new place, you're like, oh, this is so awesome. But then, you know, you sitting there and not really having anything to do. How did you, how did you move through that? Yeah. So, you know, I think first of all, you need to have really realistic expectations. A lot of times when we think about moving abroad and living abroad, we think of it or people think of it, right? At, with this kind of vacation mindset, like, oh, that's so great. How exciting. You live in Spain. You live by the beach. You can go there all the time. You can have jamón all the time. Which is ham. For those who don't know. Right. Spanish uh, ham. Uh, yeah. But also you are re living real life, right? So you will need to uh, I don't know, figure out your work situation. You to make friends, you know, like Avi mentioned. Uh, you will need to go to the doctor in a different language. You will have visa problems, paperwork stuff. 
there will be some real, real things coming up. So having realistic expectations, I think is something that will set you up for success so that you don't feel like a failure when you start struggling in one way or another. Right. And, uh, um, yes. And also, you know, regarding my situation, I think it was really about, um, realizing, well, first of all, I guess, acknowledging what was going on, because sometimes when we, when things don't go as planned, we don't really look there. We kind of look away or we point the finger of, of on someone else or something else. So we right. really need to look there, acknowledge what it is we're going through, acknowledge the unpleasant feelings that we may experience. But then the art lies in not staying stuck there and mm -hmm. just making sure that you can, you know, ask yourself really good questions to get out of there. So instead of saying, oh, why, why is it like this? And why does this happen to me? And why is this not working out the way I want? To say, okay, what can I do to make sure this can work or to improve my chances of this working? What else have I not looked at? Just be really constructive. And I think, you know, just to summarize, when you set realistic expectations, when you allow yourself to also say, okay, right now I'm struggling. Right now, this is really hard and complex, which it will be sometimes because it's right. real life, right? It's, it's not, not going to be easy. It's, it's not, not an advertisement easy. that's like, oh, everything's, no, it's real life, which is good. We don't want to be in an endless honeymoon phase, right? Exactly. But not stay stuck there. Know how to get out of there. And if you, if you can't do it by yourself, reach out for help. Exactly. And how many of you, if you guys can drop in the chat, how many of you have actually lived abroad? I'd like to see if you guys can just put me. And also, if you resonate with what Camila is saying about, you know, it's not going to always be honeymoon phase. It's there are going to be things you have to figure out. For example, I went to a doctor's appointment in Barcelona. I do speak Spanish, but he was very rude. And I was like, oh, like, why is he like, it, it was just bothering me the, the, what happened in that scenario. And it's like, we can choose to let that like really bother us. Or we can say, Hey, I'm living in another country. I'm learning a new culture. Like give yourself a little bit of grace for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it looks like quite a few of us have lived abroad. Have you guys also encountered kind of like these situations where you've had to navigate through, go ahead and drop I in the chat. Um, and then I wanted to kind of ask you too, Camila, is moving abroad with kids. How many yeah. of you have kids? Please put kids in the chat. I'd like to see who has kids and who actually wants to move abroad with their kids. Or maybe you're looking for a new relocation. Um, what does that look like? And how do you deal with the transition for those children? Because it sounds like you've lived, did you say three or four different countries with your kids already? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think it depends a lot on the ages of the children, right? And also on their personality, definitely. I think no matter their age, it's absolutely possible to do that. So I do want to encourage you uh, just that when they're a little older, you would probably need to, you know, do this with them, fill them in and maybe go visit the country beforehand so that they can uh, or, or really teach them about about that country. Um, what I think, you know, the, the common ground, no matter, no matter the ages, is that you will need to prepare really well because it's kids, right? It's a lot of responsibility. So um, unless you're planning on homeschooling, you need to make sure that you find the right choice of school that, you know, it's easy for them to transfer and prefer, 
preferably not lose too much time, uh, that maybe you're looking for an international school, make sure there is one, make sure they have space for your kids, um, stuff like that. And then one more very important thing, you are moving there, and maybe this is your situation right now, but maybe it's not. So you need to be aware, you're moving there and you, at the beginning at least, you will not have a support system, right? You will not have grandparents and aunts and uncles that can come by and, and godparents and stuff and, and your childhood friends to help you take care of your kids. So this is something you need to look for and create for yourself. It might take some time, but uh, I think it's absolutely possible just bear that in mind. In the beginning, until you've created this kind of support system, it will be you and your partner if you're if you're traveling with a partner, right? I totally resonate with that. And that's actually something that we're going to work on for those of you who upgraded to VIP. I'm hosting a three-day uh, workshop, which is called Plan Your New Life Abroad. And one of it, one of the exercises we're going to be doing in that workshop is finding these, finding Facebook groups, finding groups that you can already start to engage on and creating genuine connections. I'm going to tell you guys, did you know that all of these relationships that I've just created in the last month with these wonderful experts has all been done through Facebook and Instagram? Look at how beautiful that is. Like, look what you can create literally just from sending a message, sending a voice note. Hey, I have a genuine question. Um, I'm planning on moving abroad with my four kids and um, I'm really nervous. I don't know how they're going to transition. And that could even be like, if you're from South Africa, joining South Africans in Spain group or South Africans in Barcelona, they have all these groups and connecting now with people, asking them questions. I know Eric Smith in the group, he told me he's done that as well, but that's a really good way to start. And Hey, I'm, I'm in the country. I'm in, I'm in Bilbao, Spain. I'm in Paris. Can we meet for a coffee? And that's how you start these relationships. And some another thing I wanted to add to that is you're actually, even though they're not family, like people will become family. My neighbors yeah. in Barcelona, like to this day, if I told them I needed something, like they would, they would drop, they would drop everything and they would drive and see if I was okay. I mean, it it's just yeah, it's there's a there's a new sense of family when you move. So I don't want people also to be scared from that, but know that. You exactly, because create. others in your situation, they're in the same boat. So they will be looking for the exact same thing. And uh, yeah, it just may take a little time to really get connected and get close, but it's absolutely possible. You're muted. Oops. <laughs> what does it look like um, with young children? Like how easy was it to transfer their credits into the new schools? from like Austria. The last, time, the last time we moved, they were both still, the older ones, they were both still in kindergarten. So I didn't have that struggle. Now we sent them to the German school, which is an international school. They have German schools like all over the world. So that would also be a criteria for our next move to make sure that they can continue. And the same holds true for the American international school, the British international school. They are, you know, located all over the world and they will make sure that your child can go from one country to the next within the same system. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know about that, there, there are, like she said, international schools for your country. So like the yeah. American school in Barcelona, there is, and they're private, um, but it gives them a sense of community, like connection back to their home country. And so that's really nice that you decided to do that. Do you know anybody else that does, that doesn't do that? And they just 
put them into the regular schooling system? And what do you think that would look like? <clears throat> well, not particularly in Bilbao because we have the, the issue with the Basque language, which is, so all schools here, all public schools are bilingual. There's no Spanish speaking schools. It's all bilingual schools. Mm -hmm. And Basque is such a difficult language. It does, it's not, you know, related to any other language apparently. So, uh, so I think that's really difficult for expats here, but in other countries, definitely. Yeah. And the, the kid may lose a year, but then they gain a language. So that's also amazing and local friends so that is the positive thing about enrolling your kids into the into the regular schools if they're younger, yeah. like, would you say like 12 even 12 and under right like that would be yeah. even better because then they can still learn the language pretty well um but yeah it also depends on what you've got planned next I think right that's very true. So, okay. Thanks for touching a little bit on the moving with kids. I hope that was supportive to those of you. I saw some of you do are, are planning on moving with kids. Um, so how do you deal with the uncertainties of, of life abroad? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but is there anything? Yeah, that's such a good question because I mean, life abroad is, it kind of goes hand in hand with uncertainty, right? There's so many things that you just don't know and you can't plan because you're outside your comfort zone and even things like should I move away or should I stay and where should I move to all these things right and, and you just don't know and if you're with a company and they're transferring you sometimes they tell you really short notice or they keep you in this kind of limbo where they don't tell you if you're moving where you're moving and you're kind of you know with one yeah. foot in the door Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that I've experienced so many times. All of my clients, it's safe to say, have to. And, um, you know, what it boils down to, though, is that when you worry about everything you can't control and you don't know the, all this uncertainty that you might encounter, what you're really worrying about is that you yourself won't be able to handle what's next, right? So let's take this, this question that's on so many international folks' minds. Should I move to this country or that country? Or should I stay or should I go? Right? That's like the typical, the typical question, right? So I think what it says is, will I be fine? I want to know that I'll be fine in this country. If I knew that, then I would make the decision, right? right. But if you don't know that, that's what's holding you back. So what I really strongly advise you all to do is to work on your self-trust, the trust you have in yourself to be able to handle whatever situation may arise. And even if you then decide, well, actually, I should have gone to that other country. This was a mistake. Okay, then you made a mistake. That's fine. Then you can still go to another country, right? But just to really foster that trust in yourself, because I think especially when it comes to life abroad, but really life everywhere, we need to be our own biggest allies. You know, we will change our surroundings and our friends and our work and everything we know, our language, the food, we, we will change that so many times. But if we are deeply grounded within ourselves, we can handle it. It's going to be fine. And if not, we can figure out a way. And we know that. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, yeah, when it comes to the, are we going to be fine? I totally had the same uh, feelings when I first went to Spain I had never gone to Europe and I was 
wow. I was, it was overwhelming. I was nervous. I was thinking, oh my gosh, is it going to be like Mexico? Am I going to get killed? Am I going to get, I mean, all these fears <laughs> will come up. Like I was literally comparing Spain to like a cartel movie or something, which is like totally not true. So breaking past some of those misconceptions will definitely help. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that a lot of the things that I was scared about weren't true. I mean, I feel so much safer in Spain than I do living in Los Angeles. I, I don't walk around at night in LA. Like you can't, there's, there's guns, people, there's lots of kidnappings. There's lots of murders. There's lots of rapes, way higher percentage than, than Spain and Europe. Um, and as a female, you feel, you feel okay to walk around. So I, I just wanted to, to voice that because I know a lot of our fears can be, you know, safety. Am I going to be okay too? And, and it's totally valid, but you are going to be okay. I promise. Um, and then what are, what's your top secret for people considering making a new bra, new, a new move abroad in the next 12 months? you know, and maybe they have businesses. A lot of, a lot of these people have businesses and they have jobs online. Yeah. yeah. What's your secret for them to make this? So can I say two things? Yes. Okay. So the first one, and I preach this always, I think it's absolutely vital for each and every one of us, even more so if it's a cross-border lifestyle, you need to have a long-term vision. You need to have some kind of long-term plan, right? Some kind of North Star of where you're headed in your life and what you want to achieve and what you want to, you know, create in your life and leave behind and in your legacy and all of that. And just make sure that that move makes sense for the whole, for the, for the bigger picture, right? Because I think especially if you move a lot or if you're planning on moving around a lot, what can happen, and I've seen this so many times, is that you will treat every destination like a, a like a like a different thing, right? Now I'm here, now I'm there. Now maybe here I do this and, and there I do that. Really what it should look like is that all of these destinations are one chapter of the same book, a different chapter, but of the same book. It's your story that you're creating. So have this long-term vision because otherwise I've seen so many people start getting lost and confused and really stuck. And then the second thing is once you are already abroad overseas, go all in, like, you know, just be there fully, learn the language, eat the food, meet the locals, uh, make the most of this opportunity. Don't hold back because if you want to hold back, you can stay at home, right? But if, you, if you're going to do this, this adventure, you're going to already go outside your comfort zone. So be, you know, prepared to go that extra mile also outside of your comfort zone, go all in. I love that. And how many of you resonate with that? If you can put me in the chat, like how many of you and be, feel comfortable to, to tell us the <laughs> truth, you know, how many of you feel uncomfortable with going and you have these fears and you have these doubts? Um, and how, how did that resonate in terms of like creating that overall vision? So you don't just allow the moves to kind of like dictate you, but you know, you have, you have some sort of vision. Okay, cool. Thank you so, so much. I mean, Thank you for having me. So I hoped you liked that episode of Untold Secrets of Living Overseas. 
For more information about moving abroad or joining some of our programs, you can head over to moveoversteesnow.com. And a really fun thing that you could do is join the waitlist actually for the ultimate Move Overseas Now course. This is actually a course that's gonna be saving you hundreds of hours of research and planning. And you're gonna be getting from A to Z all of the processes and the steps for making your move abroad and specifically for 15 plus different countries so it's really jam-packed you're not going to want to miss it it's going to come out in the fall so see you guys on the next episode and so excited to connect with all of you talk soon